You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. All right, welcome back to the podcast. It's been not that long. I can We can actually change this. Last week, we did the uh, casual Friday kind of, we posted for this podcast, posted the audio from our casual Friday webcast where we went over some chart stuff, took a look at, um, you know, how markets, I don't want to say react to the Super Bowl, but you know, what, how markets react in over certain years and how the Super Bowl goes in certain years. And you put that together and you get what looks like a little bit of correlation, but mostly just kind of fun stuff. Um, one of the th- takeaways, I guess you could say, was that we should be rooting for a blowout in the Super Bowl, which obviously did not happen last week or on Sunday. Um, but really, does that matter for markets? Does that matter for your investments? No, no, it doesn't at all. What matters more is what's going on with interest rates and what's going on with inflation. And we're getting some more uh, reports right now, some more economic reports showing that uh, the, the economy is still pretty strong. We're humming along. Um, you know, retail sales are higher. Uh, they jumped about 3% in January. Has investors a bit nervous about what's going on with interest rates and whether the Fed is going to continue the beatings, if you will. I mean, the world all thinks that interest rates are going to go up. The Fed fund rate specifically is going to go up a quarter percent here at the next meeting. But are they going to be done at 5%? Um, maybe not. You know, and And that's actually kind of the the basis of what we're talking about here today, which is asking if cash is worth the risk. And you think, well, it's in cash. There's no risk, right? No, we're actually talking about reinvestment risk because economists like to remind us that there's no such thing as a free lunch. And in investment terms, that just means all investments carry some sort of risk, even cash, even cash carries some risk. And after last year's aggressive rate hiking campaign from the Federal Reserve, short-term interest rates are at levels that we haven't seen since 2007. We have been talking about decades, almost decade and a half, let's say, of just of, of awful, awful short-term interest rates. And moreover, due to the elevated Fed funds rate and the subsequent carryover into the U.S. Treasury market, the Treasury yield curve is the most inverted since the early 1980s. And, and we've discussed this on previous podcasts that, that an inverted yield curve means more uh, yield in shorter dated maturities than longer dated maturities. So I'm going to, in the, I will link to the, one of the LPL charts of the day. And in there, you're going to see that yields on treasury securities that mature in one year or less are approaching 5%, which is up significantly since the end of 2021. And this is finally allowed investors to generate a return on their cash. And investors have taken notice. I've done, I've put more money in money markets and treasuries and CDs in the last six weeks than I may have done in my 15-year career. Uh, it, it, is, it is a change that definitely from the last decade or so. And a lot of people have complained in the past that our growth, our economic growth has come on the backs of savers, which is to say there has been no interest on your savings and no interest in shorter term investments. But that's changed, right? And according to ICI, which is a company that tracks investment flows, nearly $5 trillion 
is sitting in money market assets, which is double the amount pre-COVID-19. So where in there is the risk that economists are warning us about? Well, the big risk, as I've said, is with with cash is with reinvestment risk. Specifically, while short-term rates are high right now, the risk here is that these rates won't last. And upon maturity, investors are going to have to reinvest proceeds at lower rates. So think of it, you're in a one-year CD and getting, I don't know, let's just say 4% or 5%. Well, a year from now, what if rates are down to 2%? You're going to have to reinvest at a lower rate because you're not locked in. So now keep in mind here that the Fed continues to fight elevated inflationary pressures by raising short-term interest rates. And I, I began this by saying, are they going to do a quarter percent, half a percent from here? We're still going up. Because, and over the last 12 months, the Fed's taken its Fed fund rate from next to nothing, essentially, to four and three quarters percent. And they're not, they're not done. They're not done. We're pricing in at least two more quarter percent rate hikes over the next few months, which would take the, the terminal rate, as they say, to five and a quarter percent, the highest level since 2007. If you'd asked me a few, I don't know, weeks ago, certainly a couple months ago, if I thought they were going to go past, you know, the end of February here and raise, raise rates above 5%, I would say no. It doesn't really matter though. Are they going up 5%, five and a quarter? No, it, we don't know. And I'm not even sure they know, but we do know that we're closer to the end of this rate hiking cycle than the beginning. Because the Fed's goal has been to take the Fed fund rate into restrictive territory to make the cost of capital, which is finance terminology for the cost of borrowing, so expensive that it slows demand, which in turn slows inf- inflation. So when they get that, when they're done with that, then what? Well, after winning its fight with inflation, markets is- expect the Fed to start cutting rates next year. Some think they'll start cutting rates this year or in the second half of this year. After keeping rates at elevated levels, the, the Fed will likely take the Fed fund rate back to a more neutral level, which many economists actually believe is somewhere around two and a half percent. Now, I don't really believe they're going back to two and a half percent, but maybe that's why I'm not an economist. Um, but just as the aggressive rate hiking cycle took treasury yields higher, interest rate cuts will take all treasury and other bond market yields lower. That's when reinvestment risk of investing cash is going to start to show up. I'm going to link in the show notes to another chart showing a simple exercise that looks at the outcomes of an investor who allocates a million dollars in cash and then rolls over the investment proceeds at maturity back into cash at the prevailing interest rates versus investing in like a core bond strategy that's yielding about 4.6%, which is the current yield on the Bloomberg Aggregate Bond Index. And over shorter horizons, certainly cash is an attractive option. But for investors, when I say shorter horizon, we're talking 24 months, right? But for investors with like a three to five-year time horizon, the difference in sticking with cash versus owning intermediate maturity fixed income instruments, read bonds, is pretty meaningful. Now, look, I'm as happy as you are that cash is a legitimate... Look, I'm as happy as you are that cash is a legitimate asset class again, but unless you have short-term income needs, you may be better served by reducing some of your excess cash holdings and by extending the maturity profile of your fixed income portfolio to lock in these higher yields for longer. I mean, that's financial speak for going with intermediate or long-term bonds. Think of it, it's like the opposite of mortgage rates, right? When rates are really low, you wanna lock in a lower borrowing cost. You wanna lock in those low interest rates. But if you 
are a bond holder or a bond buyer, you're lending, right? You want to lock in higher yields or higher rates of return on that loan that you've made to whatever the IOU that you bought from whatever company. Bond funds and ETFs that track the Bloomberg aggregate index, along with separately managed accounts and laddered portfolios, all of these things represent pretty attractive options that are going to allow investors to take advantage of these higher rates before they eventually disappear. We're not going to stay here forever. So we always, everybody only cares about stock. Even when I talk to clients, I'll talk to clients who have more bonds than stock in their portfolio. Everybody still wants to talk about the stock market. You need to think about the bond market right now, particularly if you have bonds in your portfolio, you're in a place where you're nearing or just retired or have been in retirement for a while. This makes up more likely than not a chunk of your portfolio. And you should be thinking about what's going on with bonds. And the, the setup here, is pretty attractive to have bonds in your portfolio and longer dated bonds so you can lock in these rates and maybe even benefit further from rates going down because these higher, longer dated maturities with higher interest rates are going to become even more attractive if that goes on down the road. So is there a, a risk with cash? Yes, it's reinvestment risk. Click on those links below in the show notes and you can see a little bit more of what I'm talking about. But I got to say, for a year like this year, I do like bonds. I'm going to leave it there. I'm glad we could do two in two weeks. Uh, hopefully, with a, uh, some equipment upgrades, it's going to make this a little bit easier. We can crank a few more of these out. Um, so stay tuned, and I look forward to talking to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with, and securities are offered through, LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Perennial Investment Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Ford Financial Group and Perennial Investment Advisors are separate entities from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group, Perennial Investment Advisors, and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein. 